Team, hello there. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, we're not doing this one live, um, which I've explained. So thank you very much to everyone who's here to, to listen back, watching on YouTube or on Spotify. Today, we have an absolutely enormous training, um, something I'm very proud of, something we've been working on for a few weeks and something that I'm really excited to share with you. So we're going to be talking about, as you can probably guess, we're, we're talking about conquering your cravings, which is an enormous thing. It's very complicated. There are a number of levels to this, but it's something that you can definitely, definitely work on. I think if we're going to give a quick summary to begin with, this is often something that people think of as a fixed thing, something they just have to deal with. I always crave sugar. I always crave salty things. I always crave crisps or whatever it is that you're, you're, you're going for. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is it's not. It's something that you can work on. It's something you can get control of. And it's something that you can make sure that isn't going to have an enormous impact on your life and something that you can really sort of actually start to enjoy and excuse the train in the background start, start to enjoy and start to actually make sure that you're getting uh, the most out of your food as opposed to just simply just thinking that you're being a slave to it and you're not really understanding it okay so today what we're going to be talking about is cravings okay get yourself a pen and paper get yourself ready to go there's going to be a few questions along the way and hopefully by the end of this, this little presentation, you should have a much better idea. And whether it's something that you're really struggling with now or something that you're, you feel like you're in control of, whoever is listening to this is going to be able to essentially gain some skills and gain some perspective that's going to help them with this throughout the rest of their life. All right. So use it now. Take some notes. Come back to it in the future. This is going to be huge. This is going to be a big one. So the main problems before we sort of jump into what it is that we want to be working on are, are really straightforward and you probably already have a good idea of what it is that we're, we're looking at here. Everybody starts out with, with all the right intentions um, in terms of making sure their food's getting planned, making sure that they're, you know, they're eating the right kinds of foods. Generally speaking, everyone I, I work with has a good idea of what they should be doing, um, but that doesn't necessarily always pan out. You know, um, work gets busy, life gets stressful, you know, things pop up, things pop up in front of your eyes, you get taken off track, all the right intentions, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your, your nutrition is up, up to where you want it to be because those food cravings, uh, they can sometimes get in the way. The thing that um, that essentially does is it will it will massively affect your progress. So that will mean that although you know what you should be doing and you know that you you know this is what you're in, aiming for, you don't ever quite sort of live up to what what it is that you want to be doing. And then ultimately you end up in like an endless cycle of um, you know be trying to be you know trying to make sure your nutrition is good, not quite living up to it, feeling guilty, feeling like you're overwhelmed, feeling like you can't do it, and telling yourself those kinds of stories. And then having to sort of start all over again, which is really, really difficult and very tricky. Um, it also kind of affects your, yeah, your relationship with food. So the little picture that for those of you are listening is of um, a lady sort of telling off her child. I think a lot of the time our own relationship with food can feel like it's very much sort of disciplining a naughty little kid who says, oh, you know, I want, I want to eat, I want to eat this and I want to eat this. And you're like, no, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't. And then all of a sudden it starts to build that, that kind of mistrust between what it is that you want to do in the moment and what it is that you want to do in the long term. And you start to develop this kind of this dissociation in your mind of what you feel you should be doing versus what you're actually doing. The more that sort of, um, that entrenches, the more we're kind of developing sort of like an all or nothing mindset in the sense of you need to just be making sure that you're actually sort of you're staying on top of yourself the whole time you're not allowing yourself to divert sort of divert from the plan you're not allowing yourself to indulge in these things because you know the second that you do you're going to overdo it um, and you're then gonna you're then gonna sort of you're gonna suffer 
So you kind of have this choice when you're doing all of nothing. You're trying to think like either you're eating like, because we've got a little picture here, you're eating like a monk and you're being very disciplined, very focused. You stick with that for a few weeks or you feel like the alternative is you let it all go. Cravings are overriding and all of your food is reactionary. So what we're going to try and do today is to actually help you to come up with um, a, a sort of a, a guideline, a, a, you know, how like a, a framework, which is actually going to help you to conquer your cravings. It's going to help you to, to understand yourself a little bit better. And it's going to help you to essentially get that balance right so that you can enjoy your food and you can make progress at the same time, that kind of that holy grail that, that we're always working towards. All right. Now, the five things that we want to work on today are, are very simple. The first thing that you need to, and we're going to go into all of these in, in quite a lot more depth. All right. So this is, this is the main thing. This is the good stuff. First thing you need to do is you need to pinpoint your cravings. So you need to learn to identify when the cravings are, what it is that's going on, why they came about and all this kind of stuff. This is really important because all of this is, is, is resting essentially on, on mindfulness. That's the approach that is going to help you with your, with your cravings. You can call it mindfulness. You can call it structure. You can call it self-awareness. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But we need to have a good idea of what exactly it is that you're, you're up against to begin with. We need to have that well-defined. The second thing is, is prevention. So as you know, your, your mental state massively affects your, um, your ability to either withstand cravings to avoid cravings or just to not even get them in the first place. So we need to make sure that you're getting yourself in a position where cravings aren't actually popping up that much anyway. We also though need to accept that they're going to come. There is no way that you can avoid them completely. And so what we need to do is we actually need to have strategies in place to help you to control your cravings. So once we understand what they are, once we've put ourselves in a good position, so they're not coming through as much as they might otherwise be, then we need to have a situation in place where you have a strategy to control them. We also need to look at managing hunger in general because we need to identify the difference between when you're hungry in a craving sense and when you're hungry in a I haven't eaten enough calories sense. We need to start to understand the difference between those. It's something that we've talked about in other modules um, and we need to make sure that we are actually making sure that we're applying the strategies to the right situations. And then the last one is we need to then put some things in place to make sure that you can put all of this together and actually finally conquer your cravings and get over them and make sure that they're not derailing your progress and then not stopping you from getting the results that you want in the manner that you want to do so without further ado we're going to jump straight into principle number one principle number one is is very straightforward and it's just simply to understand your cravings now the first question that you want to ask is what is it that you crave right you will probably find that you have a whole list of foods that you crave at different points at different places different times for different reasons and what I would suggest that you do is to start off, because this is going to be a long sort of process, it's not going to be something that, have, that we're fixing overnight. I want you to start off with what is it that you go for that is causing the biggest dent in your progress? So, for example, if at 7 p.m. every evening you crave a glass of wine and you're doing this a few nights a week and you're adding up hundreds of sort of or even thousands of calories over the course of the week in wine, this would be the thing that you want to work for. If it's at the weekend, you want to eat X, Y and Z, then that's what you want to go for. Whatever you think is the biggest thing, start with that and work on that. And then what we'll then do is actually sort of help to pinpoint it a little bit more and find it out. OK, you may find that you need to do this process several times through. The next thing you want to think is once you've got an idea of what it is that you crave, let's take, for example, having a sort of like an alcoholic drink or something in the evening. Um, what are the conditions that you usually crave it? So, for example, you may be at home 
It may be when you're in the kitchen. It may be when you're uh, in the living room or maybe when you're watching TV or, or whatever it is. Start to identify and actually build up a little bit of a, a narrative around this craving so that you start to get the idea. What we're looking to do here is to help you come to some kind of a, um, sort of awareness around what it is that's going on and actually detach yourself from the emotion that you're feeling. So a craving will present itself as a strong emotion. I really feel like I need to eat this. And what we're trying to do is say, okay, so what is it you're craving? Where do you, are there any patterns here that you, you know in terms of where that where that you are, sort of when you're craving it, or you know why it is that you're craving it, what it is that you're feeling, or what it is that's just happened? What sort of time is it? Um, these sorts of things are really important. So if you're, as you will be, sort of listening back to this, just pause it for a second and just have a think and try and identify where it is that you're doing, why it is that you're craving, and then also think about basically sort of when when this first began in terms of how long do you think this has been happening and then lastly what is it that you think that you're you're going to get out of it when you're finished okay so take a second have a think and just try to create narrative around that okay good once you've done that the the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to then move into number two which is actually okay thinking about preventing your cravings and this is this is this is massive because the thing that happens is is you're going to get cravings at some point but you can massively reduce the amount of cravings that you get by just getting a few simple bits in order the first thing is that you need to make sure that you're building a diet that you love the reason that we do not give you food plans is because that is not what you like to eat i can't tell you what you like to eat i can give you some some ideas and we you know when we first start i give you a rough idea of what roughly you should be aiming for but that's as specific as it gets we want to focus on the levels we want to focus on making sure that you're you know making sure your calories are good then you're focusing on actually making sure that your, your food quality is good. Then we're thinking about macronutrients and these kinds of things. But the idea is we're taking what you're currently doing and we're improving it. So what do you like to do? And then let's optimize that to help you to achieve your, to achieve your goals and to get that fat loss done. Okay. The, um, the, what you need to do then is you need to make sure that you're continuing to build a diet that you love. Now, there's ways that you can sort of hack this and you can make this work better. For example, like low calorie fizzy drinks or things like you can have low calorie ice cream or things like popcorn instead of crisps. Or, you know, there's lots of different, obviously you can get like sugar syrups that you can put on things or low fat yogurts or whatever. All these kinds of foods will help you to satisfy some of those cravings when they arise. But the main thing that we actually want you to do is to actually put yourself in a position where all the food that you're eating is food that you like. So you're not eating, you know, boxes of cold chicken and, and rice and stuff you're actually putting together food that you like you're taking time you're preparing stuff that you enjoy eating so that actually you're getting that psychological satisfaction from food and that you don't feel like you have that food craving after it right the other thing that we need to think about is that you need to decide when it is that you're actually going to be having the real thing so i've spoken about like you know diet foods and all that kind of stuff which i think they have their place but they shouldn't be a staple but they have their place you need to actually plan in every week when it is that you are going to eat those higher reward foods because the fact of the matter is is that we're not looking for you to to never eat anything tasty again we've got a picture of brownie here you can have all sorts of sort of equivalents of brownie you can get like a grenade bar or something which is a brownie flavor but we know that's not going to tick the same box make sure that you have some kind of um some kind of sort of system in place planning in place whatever you want to call it to make sure that you have sometime during the week where you're going to eat those foods that you want to eat so that you have that thing to look forward to 
as we get further down the line, when we're thinking about trying to deal with what happens when you're in the midst of a craving, you have something to look forward to where you can say, right, so then I'm going to indulge myself. Then I'm going to do this so that it's intentional and it's enjoyable and, it's, and you're getting as much out of it as possible. So really decide when it is that you're going to be having the real deal and don't just put it off indefinitely. But the other thing we need to do is we need to work on your state. So if you're stressed and if you're tired and if you're um, all of the level one stuff, if you're staying inside all day and you're not getting out and getting your sunlight, you're not getting activity, you're not doing any exercise, you know, you don't have a plan in place, everything's reactive, everything's stressful and you feel completely overwhelmed, you will get cravings all the time, okay? However, if you fix all of those things, if you've got those level one boxes checked and you're going to be, you're actually in a good state and you're actually looking after yourself properly, everything will just calm down. That's the most important thing. You know what you should be eating more of. You know what you should be eating less of. If you have any uncertainty around that whatsoever, then let me know and I'll spell it out for you. It'll take me about five minutes tops. The, the thing that we need, to, we need to work on is actually getting your, your mental state into a good space so that then the cravings will lessen and you will have a better, a bit, well, sort of more ability to actually look at them, detach yourself from them and decide when it is that you want to indulge and when it is that you want to actually make sure you're doing this kind of thing, okay? Obviously, we talk about it all the time. Planning is important. Sit down once a week, make a plan, plan all your food out, and then you've kind of done a lot of the decision-making for yourself in, in advance when you're in a calm state. What we don't want you to be doing is to be going through the week reactively, picking things up as you go along, making things up as you go along. Because if you're doing that and you don't already have good habits or you want to improve your habits, you're just going to revert back to your systems. All right. And then we also need to think out of sight, out of mind. If there's a food in your house that is causing you a particular problem, it's the best thing you can do is to remove it from your house especially in the short term, until you feel like, what I'm not saying is you should never have it in your house again, but it's probably a good idea to get it out of the house so that you don't have that option. And to try to think of yourself as either having a replacement, which is probably, say, look, for example, we're going for crisps and you like eating bags of kettle chips or whatever, um, you go and you put bags of popcorn instead. That's going to be lower calorie. It's still going to be salty, crunchy, that kind of thing, but it's going to be much better for you. It's probably not going to give you the same kick, but it's going to give you a bit of a kick, which is good because we were trying to reduce the kick a little bit, but we're not trying to eliminate it completely. What you might also do is just say, I'm going to take it out and not have it at all, but I think that's less successful generally. So try to find a better option, get the really highly palatable stuff out of your mind, and then it's going to be a lot easier for you to actually stick with it and make, make the change for the long term. Okay, so we've identified... What exactly is the problem? We've organized our lives so that we actually are more settled. Cravings are still going to come up, okay? So here's some tips on what it is that you should do, and this is kind of the most, the juicy bit, what it is that you should do when you're in the midst of a craving, okay? So the first thing you wanna think is, cravings come in waves. They come on quickly, fast, straight up, and then they're very intense. But the fact of the matter is that you can, they will drift away after probably a few minutes. If you can just acknowledge the fact that something's happened to you, you've got this sense of, oh my God, now I want to eat some crisps or whatever it is, whether you've just seen a bag of crisps or you know, you've just got an email off your boss which has stressed you out or whatever it is. As long as you can actually identify that a wave has just come and this isn't you, this is just an emotion that's come to you, then you can actually, usually, that will help you to detach yourself from it slightly and it will help you to, to, um, to basically end up with a better outcome the other thing that you can do is it's really simple like if you keep yourself 
focused and you have a plan through the day where you want to be productive, you know, you've got things to do, then you know that you're going to be better able to control things. So if you've got a plan from the beginning to the end of the day of, you know, you've got things to do this, to do this, to do this, to do, then you're much less likely to actually find yourself inundated with cravings. If you're kind of dead space, sitting around, not sure what to do, thinking about things, but not actually doing anything kind of like that, that kind of anxiety thinking where you're kind of planning all the things to do without actually doing anything, then, then you're just going to find it much more difficult to actually control it. So try to keep yourself occupied, keep yourself focused. The food isn't going anywhere. That's another nice question to sort of thing to point out to yourself. If there's a bag of crisps in the fridge, the good news is, is the shelf life in that bag of crisps is mega, right? You can leave it there for six months and they're still going to be exactly the same. One of the reasons why these foods are so um, highly palatable is they take all the water out of it. They take all the ability for the, they take all the enzymes and stuff that are all gone so that it, it's super easy to digest, super quick, and it does lot and it lasts forever. That's why it tastes great is because essentially high food volume is one of the things that makes something short shelf life in terms of water content so they take all the water out the shelf life's long and it also makes it taste nicer right the food is not going anywhere so you can always take five just take five okay go and sit down it's still there come back in five minutes um and you know these kinds of things eventually you will decide sometimes that you're going to do it sometimes you'll decide you're not going to do it but just allow that wave to sort of to allow the yourself to take the edge off that wave and just uh, you know accept that it's, it doesn't need to be excess. You don't need to do it right this second in order to make it productive. You can kind of, you can actually sit there and you can say, I'm going to give it five. I'm going to take a little bit of time. And then afterwards, you'll be in a much better place to make a better decision. A good question to ask yourself is also, I mean, and this is kind of like, this is something that's a bit more reflective. It's kind of a hard thing to do when you're in the midst of it, but actually to ask yourself a serious question, what is this doing for me? Because the fact of the matter is, is that you're, you know, you're thinking, so, and this is this is a sincere question that I want you to ask yourself. So for say, for example, you feel stressed, you decide that you want to go and grab a glass of wine. So what is this actually doing for me? What this is doing is this is this is placating me. This is a pacifier. This is something which is going to basically take the, the edge off my my um, my anxiety or stress in the short term, but isn't actually going to solve the problem. You know that on an intellectual level, just ignore just acknowledging that in the moment is also useful to helping you to build more resilience and to help you actually start to think about how, well, how can I actually build better and more productive coping, coping mechanisms? It's really important. I don't expect, what I don't expect you to do is to be sitting there and think to yourself, what is this doing for me? Well, this glass of wine actually isn't helping my problems. I'm going to put it down. That's a bit of a jump. But just acknowledging that question and just allowing it to sort of ruminate in the mind a little bit will help you to actually develop a better perspective. And over the long term, it will give you better ability to actually make the right decisions more consistently. The last thing is obviously you can add in another level to this when you're in the middle of a craving, which is peer pressure, which is, you know, people um, who are basically not making your lives any easier, right? Friends, family, you know, all this kind of stuff. Could even be colleagues, could be your wife, could be your husband, could be anything. It doesn't matter. The um, the thing that we want to that we want to basically acknowledge on this one is that if you don't get them on board with what you want to do, then it's going to be very difficult. OK, for the most part, people are understanding people are happy to go along with these things. And if they're not, then that's a different matter. But just to at least acknowledge out loud to both yourself and them that this is something that you want to work on is a big step forward. And if you haven't at least tried that, then what I wouldn't suggest that you do is say, oh, they wouldn't understand. Oh, they wouldn't help me. For most part, people don't mention these things to their friends and their families because they're kind of, it's a bit like, it's a bit awkward or they feel a bit like they're going to get judged or whatever. And if they're judging you for trying to improve your health, then that's a separate matter. Okay. So at least 
air the fact that you're not doing it. And rather than saying, oh, I'm trying in this instance, I'm trying not to drink as much, say something assertive, like I'm not drinking on Wednesdays, whatever, right? Or I don't drink on Wednesdays or blah, blah, blah. Or this is something that I'm working on or I'm currently working on X, Y, and Z. This isn't part of my plan. Be assertive, be specific and say, look, this is not something I'm going to do. Also, I find, I assure people when I'm doing things like this is, I'm not stopped drinking completely, but I do need to cut it back. And they'll, to be honest with you, any reflection that they have, which is not favorable, will be a reflection of, of their own mindset and insecurity about the thing rather than anything else. Okay. So if I say to somebody, I don't drink on weekdays because I've got to get up and go to the gym on, on the, the next day and I don't want to feel groggy, then they'll be sitting there. And if they're coming back at me, I know it's because they think to themselves, well, yeah. I do drink on weekdays and I go to work in the morning and I feel crap. But if you do that and then you're making me feel bad about myself and it's like, well, that's your problem, frankly. Um, so make sure you understand what you want to do, where you draw the line and then that's it. All right. Really important. Be assertive and then you'll, you'll find it's much easier to help to combat that. All right. Now, something that we do need to address is that we do need to address controlling hunger. So we need to firstly, we need to identify, well, hang on a second. Is a food craving because you're hungry? or is a food craving because you want to eat something? Very, very simple. Hunger comes on slowly. Hunger is something that is not particularly intense. And hunger is something that is, it will sort of, it will go away slowly as well. A craving, or as we like to call it appetite, is comes on very quickly. It's very intense. It's usually attached to an emotional reaction. So if you're feeling hangry, or you're feeling like that kind of thing, the then you're, what you're actually looking at is you're looking at a psychological desire to eat something in order to create a feeling that is going to mask whatever it is that you're feeling. The difference is, is very simple. If you're hungry, you should be eating. But if you're hungry, then a balanced meal with some protein, some carbohydrates, some fats, some vegetables, whatever you want to say, will sort you because anything will be appealing. If your appetite is high, if you're having a craving, then a balanced meal won't cut it. Okay. So this is a huge, huge thing. So if you're, if you're still hungry, you will eat anything because food satisfies hunger. If you are looking to eat to elicit an emotional response, a psychological response, which is cravings, which is appetite, then you will only want to eat crisps or sweets or chocolate or, you know, alcohol or whatever, something like that. Just be conscious of that. It's really important. And it's something that we want to try to continue to drill home because actually making those separations of, is, is, is critical because actually hunger is a part of the deal, but actually a lot of the time hunger isn't what we're really dealing with. The other thing you can do obviously is, is all the stuff that we've already spoken about loads, which is um, focusing on whole foods, making sure that you're eating sort of an appropriate amount of time throughout the day. So that's not too many and not too few, whatever that works for you. Um, and actually just setting things up so you're getting enough protein, so you're getting enough fiber, so your food volume is high, so the water content is high. Like these simple things will actually massively reduce your hunger, will massively satiate you, and will mean that you aren't actually getting confused. Okay, so is this a food craving or am I hungry? I'm not really sure. It's going to make a big difference, and it's something that you've got to make sure you get right. But people generally, again, they know what they're supposed to be doing. High volume foods are important. Um, and also thinking, yeah, so thinking about anything with proteins, fats, and, and all that kind of stuff. The last thing that we need to think about is the last, you, you can just be dehydrated or you might just be bored or it might just be something like that. If you're sitting at the desk and you feel like you want to pick me up or you feel like you need a sugar rush or a salty hit or whatever it is that you're going for, first things first, have a glass of water, see how that feels. Second thing is just get up, take a walk, move, actually just distract yourself with something which isn't food for a little bit. 
if you're still hungry, you'll know about it because the simple foods will appeal. If you're not hungry and you're actually over thirsty, then the dehydration will get rid of it. If you're bored, a little bit of movement, a little bit of stimulation will help. And then lastly, if the craving is still there, then you know that it's just a craving and it's actually then you can start to use some of the stuff that we've already spoken about. All right. Just double check that because that's a really big one. And that's something that can that can sort of make people feel sort of a bit unstuck because they're thinking, well, hang on a second. I still feel it's thirst. It's very difficult to get get that right. The last thing on this note is that we've spoken about appetite. We've spoken about hunger and now what the differences are. But hunger actually is, is a necessary part of fat loss. It's you should feel hungry before you eat if you want to lose fat. Um, and I would equate that. And I know that sounds hunger is quite uh, elicits quite a lot of emotions with a lot of people. And that's understandable because it's not something that we get a lot of. But at the same time, that's why more than half of that up population are overweight is because actually people are very rarely hungry. Um, hung feeling hungry before you eat is much like feeling sleepy before you go to bed. It'd be weird if someone said to you, right, you should you need to go to bed at 5 p.m. every day. And you'd be like, well, I'm not tired. And it's like, well, you need to go to bed. You don't really need to eat until you feel hungry, especially if you want to lose fat. It's an absolute necessity. You can follow all of the calorie counting, food plan, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And all that's doing is it's going to get you to a point where your calories are down so that you are um, hungry. And so the calories are down enough so that you lose fat, which will end up with you feeling hungry between meals or probably immediately before meals. You can reverse engineer all of that and just adjust your portion sizes so that you are hungry before you eat. And then when you eat, you feel satisfied and then you stop, right? We've got a whole training on this, but it's really, really, really important. And it's something that I continue to have to sort of hammer home. Hunger is a necessary part of fat loss. And if you feel hungry sort of several times throughout the day before you eat, you're doing well. You're on the right track, right? You're not going to accidentally starve yourself. That's, that doesn't happen, okay? The, the, the psychology between someone who's developing an eating disorder and somebody who's just trying to improve their health is very, very different, all right? So the, um, your, a little bit of hunger before you eat is a really good thing. And it's something that I would strongly encourage you to embrace. Now, the last thing is once you've conquered all this, you've conquered your cravings, then we've got a few things that, that we sort of, we need to check off, okay? Critically, you have to be mindful and experience the craving. Mindfulness is very important. Mindfulness is something that I'm very big on. And mindfulness is ultimately something which is going to help you with every aspect of your life, not just your food. It's going to help you to become more focused. It's going to help you become more purposeful. It's going to help you to enjoy things more. It's going to help you to basically get more out of every aspect of your life. With cravings, the key thing we're trying to do is we're trying to create a narrative around them so we can detach ourselves from it slightly, understand what we actually need to improve our feeling and then work on it. So take a second, sit with the craving and sort of and be mindful. Remind yourself why it is that you're doing this regularly, regularly, okay? The bare minimum we need you to be doing is to writing down what your goals are every two weeks when you just check in, okay? Outside of that, we should be having something that you're doing daily, okay? We should be making sure you've got a goal on the wall where you go and on the fridge or something. When you write your food plan, you're writing your goal down at the top. When you're doing your food journal, whatever, you're writing your goals down. When you're doing your, maybe you do a gratitude journal, you're writing your goals down. You're consciously, conscious, constantly um, reaffirming to yourself what it is that you're doing and why it is that you're doing. It's really, really important for habit change. Also, very important thing is that it's okay that you find it difficult. It's supposed to be difficult. It's difficult because habit change is hard. If anyone tells you that habit change isn't hard, then they're not actually, they're probably not changing your habits. 
it shouldn't be awful, but at the same time, to come up against resistance is a positive thing because it means that you're actually pushing against a level that you haven't quite reached yet. It means that you're struggling. It means that you're learning. A bit like when we do the check-in process, we're thinking green is great, but green isn't, you're not learning anything at green. When you're learning something is at amber, you're getting to that point, you're moving, you're struggling, you're pushing, you're going forward, okay? We don't want you to be red. We don't want you to feel completely stuck. We don't want you to feel completely hopeless. But being in a position where you're finding it a challenge is excellent because that means that you're going to grow. Okay. And that's really, really important. So basically, we need to make sure that you get your, your social support on board. Okay. We need to think about your, you know, whether it's be your spouse, whether it be your partner, whether it be your friends, family, whatever, even your dog, I don't know. You need to have that, you need to have that social support around you to get this right. And then you need to think about the wins. You need to think about all the things that you've done well. You need to think about all the things that you've you've managed to achieve thus far to get you there. And actually, as you take your way through this process, we want you to be thinking as you go along, yes, I've done this. I've ticked this off. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You don't expect to be perfect overnight. What you actually expect is to make sure that you are actually just making a little bit of progress and getting there in the best way possible. You're never going to be 100% on this, but you can be so much better. I'm sure you know. And the thing is, is that once you've got to that point, it's going to be much more pleasurable. You're going to have much more intentional fun, much more intentional enjoyment out of your food. Um, and it's important to recognize those wins as we go along. Okay. So in summary, what we need to make sure we're doing is firstly, we need to pinpoint the craving so that you've got that narrative so that you understand what's going on. You understand why you're craving, when you're craving, what time you're craving, what you're craving and all these things, and you create that little pocket of, okay, so this is a thing that I need to look into, which helps you to separate yourself from that feeling and that emotion. Once you've got that idea in terms of, okay, so this is the problem, you've designed it well, defined it well, what you're going to do is you're going to build solutions, which is in your home, which is in your workplace, which is on your way back from work, or whatever it is that you're doing to make sure that your, your temptation is lessened, and that you're in a best in the best state possible to make sure you actually are able to resist it. So you're, you're you're attacking things from both sides. When cravings do happen, which they always will to an extent, actually then putting those two things together because you have a purpose, you have a, a, a vision, you understand what you're dealing with, and you can actually sit and you can push yourself away from those cravings for a second, just so you can help to understand them a little bit better. You can determine whether you think, hang on, is this a craving or am I hungry? What do I need to make sure I'm doing? And then actually just repeat that process over and over again, and then improve incrementally over time. Hopefully, all of that has hit the spot, all of that has given you some food for thought. And that has given you something that you can work on. If you're struggling with cravings, everyone will have some level of this going on to an extent. So what I'd love you to do is I'm going to share this uh, in the group. Uh, once you had it, once you've watched through, let me know. Um, and share any sort of any thoughts or feelings that you have, that'd be really, really good underneath. Okay, so this will be up on Spotify. This will be up on, I mean, I'm telling you that because you already listened to it. This will be up soon. And uh, yeah, let me know what you thought. Thank you very much.